This is the Historian's Podcast, and I'm Bob Cudmore. We welcome Susanna Fout to the program. How are you doing, Susanna? I'm good. How are you, Bob? Okay. Susanna Fout is curator at the Schenectady County Historical Society. We've done a, a podcast or two with folks from the Historical Society in the past. The Society has mounted a new exhibit, Back in My Day, Childhood Play and Schenectady, which examines play and childhood in the 20th and the 21st centuries. The exhibit is open now. It runs through November 16th of this year at the Society's facility at 32 Washington Avenue in the Schenectady's stockade section. Uh, Susanna, how were you inspired to create this exhibit? Well, the Historical Society has a wonderful collection of games, toys, dolls, and other childhood-related memorabilia. Many of these date back to the late 1800s. Most of these toys have never been on exhibit, uh, nor have they been displayed in many years. I knew I wanted to create an exhibit highlighting these objects, but I didn't really want it to be just another collection of old things. Uh, When looking at all the antique toys, I noticed how similar they were to some of the toys that I grew up playing with. Um, Sure, they may have been a little better crafted or more delicate, but they were all basically the same. You know, children today still play with trucks and cars and dolls and dollhouses, uh, stuffed animals, and they love to read books. Uh, As I was looking at these toys, I started to think to myself, what else was similar? What else was different? How has childhood changed throughout the century? And when I started talking about the idea of this exhibit with some of my colleagues and friends and volunteers at the museum, I noticed how the subject always made people want to tell their stories or share their memories of their own childhood. And I just really loved hearing all of these stories. And I wanted to hear more of them. I wanted to hear them from the people who grew up here. And I wanted to share these stories and have them be a real integral part of the exhibit. So I started reaching out to the community and started collecting memories of childhood. You know, in this way, we're able to connect some of these older, forgotten toys to the more modern age and engage with our visitors in a more tangible way. How did you reach out? That You sent questionnaires to people, or people picked up questionnaires? And... Correct. So um, I, I did send out a questionnaire to the community, and the questionnaire asked questions about life at home, who their first friends were, what their favorite toys or games are, and received a really good response. I uh, received over 100 responses from people of all ages, of all backgrounds, uh, sharing their favorite childhood moments with us. Mm. It is, um, I mean, you, you emphasizing the similarities. I guess the first thing that pops in my head are some of the differences. I have a dear friend who grew up on a state highway in, in kind of, they, they weren't farmers, but they were out in the country and there weren't any people around. And that, I'm always fascinated to talk with her about when she was young because she had nobody to play with out there. <laughs> and you know what's funny is that that's still a, a, we, I get that response from a lot of people who still live in rural, more rural areas, areas of the community. Um, they still have trouble, uh, you know, sort of communicating with other people. But, of course, things like technology and school life have made that a lot more easier for kids today. But it's still something that um, uh, children in rural communities, they spend a lot of time with family, uh, stuff like that. Mm. How many uh, questionnaires did you get? Uh, we received over 100 responses. Okay, you probably said and that. And I was able to do some follow-up uh, questions with, with some people as well. Well, let me start with you. What, what are your childhood memories? 
<laughs> um, well, I moved around a lot as a kid, um, uh, bouncing from house to house. Uh, my parents were separated. Uh, my mom lived in New York, and my dad lived in um, Southwest. So I traveled a lot back and forth between the two, and I, so I spent a lot of time with uh, family as well. I grew up with my stepbrothers and stepsisters and brothers and sisters, and so it was a real uh, family uh, family-oriented <laughs> childhood, but I, you know, I loved all the same things that I think other kids did too. You know, we loved to play outside. I was a big tomboy. I was always climbing trees or riding my bike and stuff like that. Mm. Well, I grew up in Amsterdam, New York, and in one of the neighborhoods. Actually, it was one of the Polish neighborhoods primarily, although I'm not Polish. And that was my world when I was young. You know, I remember I walked to school. You know, the Roman Avenue Elementary School and right. And walked home. In fact, even I remember coming home for lunch. Yeah, that's funny. I, uh, I I had a lot of responses like that. People would be like, "Oh, I remember we used to walk home from school for lunch," and I was like, "I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's definitely something that's you know very different today." And that's uh, a change that really came with um, uh, stay-at-home mothers, or at least women entering the workforce more often. There wasn't really anybody at home anymore to kind of you know have children come home for school, and then also the introduction of school lunch program. Uh, those you know, two things really changed the idea, you know, changed the idea of school. Mm. Um, and let me try, let's try to say this plainly. Also, I was kind of on the sissy side of things. I was not much uh, of an, uh, an athlete or I didn't enjoy th- that kind of thing to some, to a great extent. I, I kind of, but I was kind of forced into it. I mean, you had to do to do it. Uh, so I, I do remember that I would play kickball. I, I never could hit a ball with a bat or anything like that, or or play basketball very very well. And another thing I remember us doing, uh, and I, I got hurt once in that, but not that badly. Uh, we would in the winter when they'd pile the snow up, we'd always play king of the mountain. <laughs> with the uh, you know it was primarily boys maybe there were a couple of girls there too and uh, it was on my way my walk home from school so you get out of school and you come by the hill and you you, you do you try to take the top of the hill did you do anything like that uh, me personally um, I did not necessarily I was actually homeschooled up until um, eighth grade. Um, so I did not have as many of the recess memories as maybe some other people did, uh, or other people do, I should say. Um, but I definitely love to play outdoors and I love to, you know, um, uh, play with my family and my brothers and my sisters and we play tag and we'd make up all kinds of crazy tag games and yeah, it was a lot of fun. (laughs) Well, see, I had one sister and she was 10 years older than I, so we really didn't play together. I mean, we interacted a great deal. Well, I guess we did. I mean, she had a, in fact, some of my cousins have said they felt sorry for her because my parents would go out and she was always watching me. She always had a, you know, it was like an albatross around her neck. <laughs> yes, uh, older brothers or older sisters can definitely uh, be very protective like that. Yeah, she was. Um, what about? I mean, the stories are great. Maybe I'd like to focus on that s- some more. But I want to ask you about the objects you've got in the exhibit. You, uh, is, you know, some of them are are from or are all of them from the collection of the uh, society, or did people donate things uh, for this particular exhibit? So it's about half and half. 
I do include a lot of objects from our own collection, and most of these toys are all uh, toys that are from early, either the late 1800s or the early 1920s, um, but then a lot of people have also loaned or donated items to the museum itself um, for the exhibition. So it includes a lot of um, sort of classic toys, a lot of toys that you probably remember. Um, and yeah. <laughs> well, can, can you name some of them? Like, <clears throat> what are some of the older toys from the a museum's collection? So we have um, stuffed bears, we have um, jacks and marbles, and we have um, old money and paper dolls, uh, items like that. Uh, we also have oh, some really adorable, cute um, uh, old tricycles from the early 1900s, uh, which are wonderful. And we also um, have included some of our uh, sleds, and stuff like that. Now, I mentioned how I grew up in Amsterdam, and I imagine it was similar, but you focus this exhibit, as you, well, you should, on Schenectady, which is your home base. What have people told you about um, childhood play and specifically in Schenectady? A lot of people, well, the exhibit itself the exhibit focuses on the county as opposed to just Schenectady City, and it's really about the region as a whole as well. Um, but a lot of people from this area remember the parks. They really, you know, whether it's playing in Central Park um, or just, you know, stuff like that, all of the local um, sledding hills, uh, those are also uh, really popular memories for people. Uh, things like that, riding around their bikes, uh, riding around the neighborhood on their bikes. Uh, those are very popular memories as well. Yes, I remember uh, a sledding hill. It was on Forest Avenue in Amsterdam. And, you know, in retrospect, it was really dangerous because <laughs> yeah. you would come down and you, you usually went right out into the road, mm-hmm. you know, on, yeah. on your sled. <laughs> so that wasn't uh, – well, anyway, but um, Amsterdam was known – I mean, I'm sure it's connected to the city as, as well, but Amsterdam was known for its playgrounds, had all these mm-hmm. elementary schools around and – uh, they, they all had playgrounds, which in the summer were uh, a focal point. Again, in connection with my sister, I should name her. Her name was Arlene. I mean, she when she went to college, she worked at the playground every summer. So guess who was up there at the playground every day while while the parents were working? Was I, you know I was always at the at the playground. And they had a pool and they had you know maybe some kickball. And then my sister did a lot of uh, arts and crafts stuff with the kids. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the local uh, parks had uh, pools, and those were very popular in the summer here. And those are things that um, actually there still are a lot of uh, public pools here that people enjoy, you know, during the mm-hmm. summer. And you know, playing at the YMCA's and stuff like that are, are uh, very popular memories as well. This this may be a dud of a question, but I, I don't have it in front of me. But the publicity I've seen for this. Uh, exhibit shows a little red car what 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 is that (laughs) um so that's uh just a graphic that we used um but the little red car is is kind of a symbol of um the the toys and their their changing but also being very similar so um we have a lot of in our collection a lot of our older toys our trucks our fire trucks or uh, little uh, tin planes and stuff like that and and the the car is a, is one that is very popular even till day with all of the Hot Wheel cars and stuff like that. So I just thought it was a really good um, uh, icon for the exhibit, mm, yeah. something that people can kind of you know bring up memories of their own. And also we sort of circled around this, but I imagine, or it's it's so everybody has a different story. And if you're poor uh, and you know maybe you live in a poor neighborhood, uh, you have 
uh, maybe not the, uh, a good experience at all. It might be violent and, and, and so on. That is very true, yes. And not um, just in poor neighborhoods could it be violent. It could be elsewhere as well. But, um, you know, again, I remember um, uh, my wife, when, when she was alive, I mean, she, we, we, we kidded each other about this a lot, but she came from a much higher station in life than I did. And, and, like, for example, when she was young, she even rode horses, you know. They mm-hmm. would go out and, and they lived in uh, the suburbs of, of Connecticut. But, and that was different from the city. Not that I thought we were deprived at all up in Little Amsterdam, but it was just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's definitely an experience that uh, differs from, you know, place to place. Um, you know, not everybody has a happy childhood, and that's, you know, something that I do try to touch upon, but uh, this exhibit definitely focuses on more of the play aspects of, of childhood. Um, so, yeah. Okay. We're talking with Susanna Fout. She is the curator at the Schenectady County Historical Society. They have a new exhibit. If you live in the Capital District, uh, check it out at 32 Washington Avenue of the uh, Schenectady Stockade. That's the uh, stockade location for the Historical Society. The exhibit called Back in My Day, Childhood Play and uh, Schenectady. Uh, since I'm, you know, kind of doing the boilerplate here, what is, when are you open? Can you tell me, or am I putting you on the spot, what hour is the exhibit's open and so forth? So the museum is open Monday through Saturday, or sorry, Monday through Friday, uh, 9 to 5, and then on Saturdays we are open 10 to 2. Okay, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, and you said Saturday and Sunday or just Saturday? Just Saturday. Just Saturday, 10 to Saturday. 2. All right, we'll be back with uh, Susanna Fout in uh, just a moment, hear more about childhood and play. Uh, you're listening to The Historian's Podcast. You want to put in a, a plug for The Historian's Podcast Fund Drive. Uh, you, it's a GoFundMe campaign, gofundme.com forward slash 2019 The Historians. It's uh, how we uh, basically keep the podcast going, paying for production expenses and so forth. We hope you can contribute. Uh, if you'd rather not contribute online, you could make out a check to me, Bob Cudmore, and send it to Bob Cudmore, 125 Horseman Drive, Scotia, New York, 12302. Susanna Fout talking with us about a new exhibit uh, in Schenectady at the Historical Society called Back in My Day, Childhood Play and Schenectady. We haven't really go- gone into uh, one topic that I imagine you address here or people will talk about. And you often hear uh, people complaining, at, well, you, through, throughout time, I think, uh, adults have complained about kids today. It's something, that, you know, that's sort of natural to not like things that the younger generation's doing or pointing out differences between uh, the experience of young people now and, and when the adults were young. But the one thing that um, you, know, you to, I hear about a lot is that people bemoan that young people today don't go outside as much because they're tied to their screens, their phones and their iPads and, and so forth. Do you address this in the exhibit? 
I do touch on it. I mean, obviously, one of the biggest changes um, in society as a whole has been technology. I mean, it's, you know, it's changed every facet of life, including childhood. Uh, but each generation has grown up with its own technological influences that somehow made their childhood different than the generation before. You know, whether it was television or computers or video games or the Internet, you know, all of these have had both positive and negative effects. Um, yet, in some ways, I don't think technology has really changed the essence of childhood at all. Um, for example, uh, kids today, they might use Snapchat or texting or FaceTime to talk to one another. And I remember when I was a kid, I would stay up all night talking to my friends on AOL Instant Messenger. And the generation before me probably ran up their parents' phone bills by calling yep. their best friends, talking for hours on end. And so each generation has sort of adapted the technology that was available to them uh, to do something kids have always wanted to do, which is just really, you know, talk and hang out with their best friends. And so I was actually really surprised by how few people, people of all ages, um, didn't mention technology at all. Huh. You know, when asked questions about their favorite toys and their favorite things to do, the most popular responses were riding bikes and playing outside. Um, and I think maybe the, the amount of time that children have to do those types of things are probably less than generations before them, but it's not something that um, kids don't do at all, you mm. know, and they mm. play lots of, you know, there's lots of, a lot of more organized sports and organized uh, activities for them to participate than maybe there was in the past, and so the um, the way in which they do these things may have changed a little bit, but the, the want and the desire to do them hasn't at all. Yes, and that's the complaint I hear about it, and this, my observation would be that kids today, uh, and it's not the kids necessarily, it could be their parents doing this. I mean, the kids take part in sports, but it's all organized. I mean, right. they, they don't go yeah. on their own. I mean, maybe there there are. I mean, I'm sure there are, but you, you, say, you see suburban kids it seems to me they go from one uh, official activity to to another, uh, as opposed to you know in my day, you know I would just dis- disappear. You know I'd be yeah. gone all day. Let's say in the summer, if you know I, I say I went to the playground, I did, but you know nobody batted an eye if I just was kind of hanging out with somebody somewhere and then home for lunch and dinner. That's uh, something that's probably changed uh, too about uh, childhood from generation to generation and it's not necessarily that the children's um, sort of uh, changing it's the parents that are changing or at least per, uh, parental anxieties about you know the outside world and there's a lot more um, um, concern about um, violence or um, gangs or drug use and yeah, stuff like that yeah, and all of these yeah. things make parents extremely worried and so they want to have a more um, a tighter control or a tighter um, uh, knowledge of, of what their children are up to and that's one so it's not necessarily the kids that don't want to go out and you know explore or you know stuff like that but it's definitely uh, parents that... Yeah, that. you can understand the, the concerns of the yeah. parents. Also, we've talked about the outdoors, uh, home life, school, uh, school maybe. I don't really haven't talked about school. What do you have to do with school in, the, in this exhibit? Uh, so uh, the school is another one of those things that um, definitely uh, has influenced or has been one of the biggest factors of change in, in childhood. Um, you know, uh, some of my favorite stories or memories are from uh, this one woman 
in Schenectady actually remembered how her teacher would occasionally bring her German Shepherd to class and then would let her take the dog on walks. You know, that's definitely something that's not considered right, appropriate right. these days and probably wouldn't <laughs> no. happen anymore. Um, but just the amount of time that children uh, spend in school is growing longer. Schools are really considered, um, you know, as much as a, a playing a role of educator, they're also playing a role of kind of babysitter. And teachers are expected to not only teach their students, but also to kind of guide them through life. Um, and uh, it was also quite interesting to see how the outside world makes such a huge impact on people's memories. Um, I read stories of young high school boys being drafted to war. Um, uh, some people commented on racial tensions that follow it, uh, sure. followed the integration of schools. Um, kids having to practice duck and cover drills during the Cold War, mm-hmm. or even the uncertain uh, fear of following the terrorism of 9-11. Uh, one woman remembered the day Kennedy was assassinated simply because she had never seen her teacher cry before. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was only in grade school at the time, um, and she probably wouldn't have remembered that day in particular um, if it wasn't for for that experience. And so even though we try to shelter them from sort of the harsher realities of life, children are not always immune to the newsworthy events of the world around us. Well, no, and things, uh, violence happens in the schools. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing that I think children these days um, have to deal with that previous generations did not. Mm -hmm. Also, you have a line here of rule breaking. I mean, I guess I remember. I guess we did break, break rules, and did you break rules too? And everybody breaks rules. Every generation has its uh, uh, class of rule breakers, I guess. And you know, we t- we mentioned parental anxieties, and, and you know, parents trying to control um, their children a little bit. And there's always going to be the the kids that sort of rebel against that, whether it's just it's out of rebellion or if, whether it's out of sheer curiosity. Um, we kind of. I think as adults, we often lament sort of the stupid things that children can do or kids, young right. kids can do. Right. Um, I mentioned in the exhibit sort of that uh, recent Tide uh, Pod challenge. Um, but I don't think it's, you know, that much different than some of the uh, stories that I heard where people would play um, some very uh, dangerous games, whether it was, you know, daring their friends to um, hit them with BB guns or stuff like that, you know. Each generation does does crazy things, and that's just the sort of nature of childhood in general. Yeah. Well, let me say, I grew up in the, somewhat in the late 40s, but mainly in the 50s. And dare I ask you, what what decade did you grow up in? Um, I'm I'm probably a 90s kid. (laughs) Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, that was um, after my children. They were primarily 70s and 80s uh, growing up. And there was maybe some more then of the... Oh, just going out and not com- coming back. I shouldn't throw them under the bus, but I remember we live over in Glenville. I remember when we first moved there, my son got on his bike, and next thing you know, he's um, he's rolling along the the runways of the Air Air Force Base. <laughs> and, I guarantee that there are still children out there that are still sneaking out of the house or, you know, exploring places that perhaps they shouldn't be. Now, when you talk about toys, you know, again, back in my day, there's no question. I still like them now, and every so often I think, oh, I'll I'll do something with it. But my favorite toy was the model train. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have this memory of, um, I don't know how old I was exactly. I think I was maybe still in grade school or could, could have crossed over to junior high. But I remember... I don't know if it was like they gave in, but my parents, we drove down Route 5 towards Scotia, and there was this, it's now a, um, 
Well, kind of like a, a flea market sort of store, or little uh, craft items and so on, but it was a former school. But at the time, it, they sold appliances and toys, and th- they bought me a, a model train set, American Flyer S-Gage, and, I, and my, my mother and father both came, and I got the package, and I was holding it, and I sat in the back seat, and I think of that moment a lot, because it probably was one of the happiest moments of my life, driving home with the model train. Yeah, toys can definitely have a very personal um, personal connection to us, and they bring up a lot of really wonderful memories, and that's something that I'm trying to invoke through this exhibit, is by having all of these toys on display, I really want to invoke or have people recall those own, those memories of their own childhood in that way. So... What are some of the toys you have on display? Or you, you maybe I've asked you that before, but anything? <laughs> um, we have uh, a lot of toys from all generations. We have toys from the '60s and the '70s and the '80s. We have um, etch a sketches, and I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember <laughs> the etch a sketch from my <laughs> my kids. And mm-hmm. I, I remember when Pong came out. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. the 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 proto computer game. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have a, a we have an old computer on display. Um, we have a um, a place an old PlayStation that people can play. Um, they can play uh, Mario Kart and Donkey Kong. We have um, some uh, other just sort of um, Barbies and mm-hmm. all all kinds of things that that you can interact with. Now. Uh, you know, being of my age, uh, you know, growing up in the fifties, let's say, uh, you know, the to- the modern toys, you know, kind of are a mystery to me. Or, or you know, they're 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 strange. I don't know if strange is the word, but uh, I would say the th- some of the things you described, like even the Barbie dolls, I, I really didn't have any knowledge of that. And um, well, the, what I mentioned, Pong or, or Super Mario, and so on and so forth. But I'm curious for you, a child of the '90s, what have you ever lost? Are you you know your appreciation or or you you take a look at the toys today and say what are they doing what is this is there any of them that uh you know are completely beyond you um no i think that there's a lot more of them today i mean even in my generation in the in the 90s um you saw a lot more production of toys and commercialism i mean the whole idea of of commercialism um, especially in the toy industry, started uh, several decades before the 90s, but um, it really came to its, you know, kind of to a height. And even today, when you go through, you know, the aisles of, of Target or Walmart or whatever, you see lots of different toys. Um, and, you know, some of them are bright and colorful and make lots of noises and stuff like that. And uh, for me personally, it's probably a um, more of a idea that maybe we don't need as much um, <laughs> but I don't think that you know it's necessarily a bad thing to have all these different types of toys that uh, children can play with you know children's ha- children have all different types of interests some children like to play music some children like to draw some children like to play outside and so having sort of an array of different toys that uh, cater to those likes or at least um, help develop those interests I think is a really wonderful thing. Susanna Fout joining us just a couple minutes left uh, she is the curator of the Schenectady County Historical Society, talking about their childhood and play exhibit, which is on uh, until uh, November. And also, I want to get this in. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned that uh, people who come to the exhibit can leave information uh, for you that you'll add to the chronicle. 
Yes, um, our questionnaire is still available for people to take, um, and we really hope that uh, people will continue to share their stories with us. Um, all of these stories will be archived at um, our library, the Grimms Doolittle Library. Uh, here we hold all sorts of records. Um, some of these records are purely informational, but others um, are collections like memoirs or oral histories, and these all tell a story. And so I hope to continue to collect these memories and perhaps even expand on some of them uh, so that the story of the community's childhood can be uh, a steadfast part of the Schenectady County's memory. Uh, and so th that's going to be stored at the, the library at the Historical Society. Correct. Yeah. Well, let me see here. The, uh, it sounds like a fascinating um, e exhibit and something that really gets people involved. Uh, maybe a, a question on the museum level, if you will. Uh, mu museums or historical societies are are trying to do that kind of thing. I mean, you you got you need to get the people of your area involved in what you're doing. Yeah, uh, definitely, and it's it's also a big part of just making history relatable to people. You know, we're making history every day, and um, our history, at least the history of this area, you know, comes back you know hundreds of years. But um, you know, what's happening you know in this century and even the century before is just as important. And I, so I really hope that this exhibit kind of um, speaks to that and engages our visitors. And, and I, maybe I should say this exhibit is of toys or you know, childhood play of the 20th and 21st centuries. I mean, you're not dealing much with the 19th or 18th. Not, not too much, no. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, Susanna, I thank you very much uh, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Susanna Fout is the curator of Schenectady County Historical Society. Their exhibit is Back in My Day, Childhood, Play, and Schenectady. You've been listening to the Historian's Podcast. I'm Bob Cudmore. <laughs>